Out of nowhere, Robinson, out of nowhere, Robinson on the couch. You know, the more I hear that, the more I see that, the more I hate it. Really? <laughs> it's not growing on me. But we've got another video today and you do another one of those devil like, oh. did you see you do the devil thing when you kicked the thing into the bin? Yeah, I did. You did the dirt like the full oh. demon. I was so drunk. At the game? <laughs> no. Oh. No, on that intro there hey this is nice can people hear me okay oh, i can't hear me oh, it's probably i turned you down so you turned me hear down you. so i can't hear me okay um, i can't hear me either hello tori hello gary hello ruth how are you good to see you well, i can't see you i can see your message there it's uh robo live we're back we had a couple of weeks off konnichiwa david konnichiwa oh david uh here you can drop him in went to japan 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 uh, for a nice little holiday. So can you hand them to us? We just got beers put through the door <laughs> and I can't get up. Dave's lovely wife. Has... Who's, a, who's a Melbourne member? Who's a Melbourne member? She's a legend, Faye. Hello, Faye. You can bring them in. Faye, can you bring the beers in? You won't be on camera, I promise. <laughs> the extent of my arm is how far it goes. Bring, bring me a beer. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're a great wife. Yeah, you know what? You don't need that. Good you know to what? have you back, Dave. Oh, I was away, wasn't yeah, I? You could, could have you back. I didn't go anywhere. Do you know oh, where yeah. I was? Cheers. Oh, I'm not very good with Carlton Draft. <laughs> He's a whiskey man. G'day, yeah. Gary. Um, yes, Robbo is back, Gary. We are back. Robbo Live is back. And we've got a big show because uh, we're, we've got a big guest. It doesn't get much bigger than this. I mean, we've had some Strong great guest. guests. We had Bluey McKenna. Yep. Uh, before that, we had... Uh, who, Ty Keneally. Ty Keneally. Tiger, what a legend. And, he, and and I reckon we've raised the bar again. We've raised the bar again. Hall of Famer, AFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, you know who it is because we've talked about it today. Simba Playing North Simba. Melbourne this week. We're on a roll, Melbourne. We've won one in a row. <laughs> uh, didn't, look, didn't look like a... But at one no, point... It, it was a worry, wasn't it? Um, the first three... It took us a while to shake Richmond. I mean, they were up. Yeah. And Essendon were up the week before they really... And we saw how they played against Collingwood. Uh, yeah. Anzac Day game. How amazing is football, Dave, at the moment? Mm. 83,000, which is said to be one of the biggest crowds since 1954 for the Demons, home and away. And then we roll into the next day, the Anzac Day. And, what, there's nearly 100,000, 95,000 people at the MCG. AFL footy has never been in a better place. Yeah. Except, unless you're a West Coast Eagles except supporter. Except for West Coast Eagles, which is where I was going with it. <laughs> oh, I stole it. I stole it. No, their footy is great, and the Anzac Day game was superb, even though I can't stand either team. Um, <laughs> it was just wonderful to see them bash each other. Uh, but there you go. But the Ds were great. Great win. It was a good win. And look... You, you, Beat the umpires and won the oh, game. The umpires, guys. I, I never complain about them, but that night. Tell me what you thought of the umpires. Yeah, I'd love to know what everyone thought because I was messaging Melbourne supporters, going, "Honestly, this is the worst umpiring I've seen in a long, long time." It was pretty bad. It felt like they were just trying to keep them in it. Um, knew that Richmond were going to lose, and and to their credit, Richmond, they were really at it, and they were at the man. They tackled really well. This competition at the moment, Davo, is so even, except for those bottom couple of teams. Yep. Uh, West Coast Eagles, of course, yep, um, finding it. their way back. And, and look, a lot of injuries at the moment is going to leave them exposed. But that's okay. This is this is a demon show. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so we're not talking about the West Coast Eagles. Hey, did you did you watch the game? Because Davo's been in Japan, right? Tell Can us the highlight of Japan, quickly. Best highlight? Part, best part of Japan. Oh, there's just... You Everyone. can't have one. The efficiency, the yeah. onsense, the taking the kids to Mario World, the... Wow. Those bullet trains, Disney. 450 kilometres yeah, in I did that. two hours and 15 minutes, yeah. and they go every 10 minutes without fail. It's just efficiency that we do not have. The trains weren't working after the Melbourne game. Yeah, we can't even get a train <laughs> after a game to, to work, yeah, let alone one have... Train. <laughs> just one, one train on one line. Did you catch the train? I caught the subway. Subway. But no, no, no. no. Oh, you meant to the game. No, no, I drove to the game. But do you know where I went the day after? Anzac Day. Uh, I took the family to the netball to watch. On the train? The, and we went on the train. And, and it, was, it worked? It was great. It uh, worked. Because the last time I caught a train with you, it didn't... I saw it. It's a regular thing. It's a regular thing for Melbourne. But not in Japan. They are so they efficient. Are, oh, like it's on the minute it leaves. 
and it's yeah. so clean. Yes. So clean. Like, so maybe, yeah. The I people are so respectful and so helpful. If you've yeah. not been to Japan, and I'm sure some of you have, if you've not been to Japan, you have to go. I went a couple of years ago, I did it all, went up to the top and did some skiing up there as a good Melbourne supporter that I am. Uh, really good. I Just, love a Melbourne show when we're talking about Japan. Yeah, yeah, and skiing. skiing. And here we are on our new couch. It's not, it's not quite the, you know... Uh, really, rarely do you see a Carlton draft and it's more of a, a, no. a Penfolds on a Melbourne show. But hey, the avocado is still here. It's here somewhere. Um, let's go to the, the comments here. Uh, hi, guys. I'm watching on YouTube and can't see the chat. Can you do anything to help? Well, what I'll oh, do is... Oh, you want me to put the chat on? I'll, yeah. The, what we do is we chuck some of them up. Um, we can do that or I can overlay them. Huang Bo said, I was fantastic go. at the D on Monday. On Monday. He, you were? He was right. Because you've got a video. Have you got a video yeah, that I've you got can it, load yeah. up for me? If you keep chatting now, it'll come up. So the new comments, it's, I just can't okay. get the old ones to come up anymore. I wasn't paying attention. While you're bringing that video up, I'll, I'll, let's go to the comments about the umpires. Because for me, it was number eight. I don't know his name. But uh, Barry Laurie's saying uh, number 11 was atrocious. Stepping obstruction. That 50-meter penalty that led that we should have got, I think it might have been yeah. Alex Neil Bullen that took a mark. Oh. You, you saw that one. Even I think can, you may have even... Can you explain to me yeah. the protected zone oh, when you're behind, behind the, the man on the mark? Yes. Uh, can't you have an entire team behind the mark yes. if you want to? How often do you see that at the end of the game where they're all just all running around? The protected zone, protected zone. He can't be in the protected zone if he's behind the mark. The mark is the mark. You just can't come out with something new without telling us first that you're going to officiate this hard. They're not... It's like one of those brain fades where you watch the national anthem and you realise the words have changed. Did you see that as uh, well? Yeah, yeah. We, we are young and free? Yeah. It's we are one and free. One and free now. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. I asked my kids. They weren't sure. Yep. Uh, West Coast, it's we are one and done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, we, where we, Gary Hughes wants to know, will we ever establish AFL in another country? Is no. that on the back of Eddie Maguire's comments about not having, doesn't want a team in Tasmania? Is that a <laughs> sharp jab to Tasmania? Is it? No. Another country. Another country. Maybe they should have one in Japan. I, I don't, New Zealand would I, be I don't a good think, start. maybe New Zealand exactly, it would be the place to go if we're ever going to have one. Or Ireland, but it's just too far away, you know. Um, Eddie Maguire and how, I just think it's hilarious and I want to make comment about this how hilarious was the comment made by James Sicily <laughs> we're going through all the, the, the happenings this week and I'm looking at my watch because we've got uh, Glenn Archer uh, we'll about to jump on I'm going to send him the link in a couple of seconds and he's yeah. going to jump on um, umpire 20 broadpent was appalling on us Gus holding the ball decision yep well, I mean you could go through that whole game and but James Sisley uh, talked down his major sponsor of his footy club. Do you do that? And did, he, he? did you not? He, I didn't hear this. No, he's talked about, uh, they've asked him a question about having a team in Tassie. He said, oh, I wouldn't want to live down there. There's not much going on. Meanwhile, he's wearing a jumper with Tasmania <laughs> written across it. But then Eddie Maguire jumps on TV and uh, says something to the tune of, you know, he's just, you know, speak, he's just shooting from the hip there. He's speaking from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> From the heart, oh, right. literally. But, but, you know, you've got to understand that this, this, this is your sponsor and he's paying your wage, mate. So uh, maybe yeah. let's just... For a anyway, Macy, maybe some basic training for James Sisley. How good was the kick into the Haynes paint bin? Steve, Are you ready for it? Play it. Watch this. They won't hear us when we do it, but they're going to hear you. Oh, my voice. Listen to this. 30 metres. All eyes on you, Hamish. That is close. For 10,000. Ah! He's got it! He's got it! He's got it! He's got it! Ah! Ah! He's won $10,000, kids! Thanks to his face! I can't believe it! Yeah! <laughs> 30 metres. Again. I did it again. Oh, I think no. I was looking for that demon at the end. <laughs> Even he was looking at me like, settle down, Robbo. It's not that big a deal. But it was a big deal. Do you know what? It doesn't do its service because 83,000 people went mental. You can't hear that through the microphone that I've got. That, yeah. that was all around us. And I really couldn't even hear my voice for yeah. the noise of the crowd. That's how loud you guys are at the MCG when you go for it. Like when I used to kick a goal and there were 60,000 people, I couldn't even hear a thing then. It's so magnificent. So that 
that excitement for me. He was drunk at the 22nd for that grand final, Gary. He was. He, he would have celebrated if he he may have jumped into the pool, mostly yeah. naked. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Uh, Gary Hughes, nice to hear from you too, mate. Uh, they're all here. Our regulars, aren't they? They're our regulars. Yeah, they're regulars always are. showing up. He's got to get a little bit better at letting everyone know that he's ready to do the show every week. So just get on him. I'm going <laughs> to feel like a little bit more warning other than three hours. Hey, I think I've got someone for tonight. For tonight. Uh, How hey, about next week? Hey, mate, I'm a busy man. I have you know. Well, that's a lie. I need to get onto it. You're right. But I, I, we've got some bumper shows coming up. Don't you worry. And we're going to be regular Thursday night shows. Uh, we're going to get this done. We're going to make sure that uh, we talk about the Demons and we talk about the team that we're about to play. So North Melbourne this week, but quickly let's just touch on the Richmond game and the Essendon game before that. Mm. I, I, I feel like Melbourne... I don't know, Dave, can you give me your your um, thoughts on this? I feel like Melbourne uh, are still feeling like they're the hunted when they shouldn't really be feeling like that anymore. I feel like they're, they're waiting for somebody else to get this done. And I understand that notion because back in the day, you know, remember we had those years up and then those years down. It all sort of capitulates because you are you know that you're good, but it's just not happening. And you're sort of like, you're not actually saying out loud, you do it, but you're just waiting for this thing to happen or you're waiting to get tackled or smashed because everyone's... Maybe that's the psyche of Melbourne at the moment. What do you think? Because... It hasn't been the greatest last two weeks. The last quarter was great, but yeah. of the Tigers, Essendon, Richmond, thoughts? I think the hunter and the hunted is a good scenario. I think I was really worried about that Richmond game. I said to my wife, who's the big Melbourne supporter, I said, I'm really worried about this because Richmond have not been going very well and they're going to get up for this game. It's an Anzac Day game and they're going to give it everything. Mm. The fact that Melbourne withheld... With, like withstood, with, with <laughs> what did they do? Stood up and survived the storm from Richmond <laughs> and the umpires. Yeah. And, and the umpires. <laughs> it's credit. And I think the DSAT fans will probably be pretty happy with that yeah. third quarter and the last quarter. And, and it should give them some confidence. Yeah, the Essendon game, some of these sides are dangerous. The Essendons and the St Kilders and the yes. Collingwoods are playing a unique brand of football that's this competition chaos footy it's quick isn't it it's up and back i mean i was exhausted watching melbourne and richmond but you watch all of the games i went over to the gathering and i watched really up and down at the moment each other it wasn't the highest scoring highest skill but it was real defensive pressure i think you know that's been beautiful for a long time now are really trying to coach this uh, high skill, high fast movement. And it's that thing where you sort of watch other teams like with, with, when Melbourne, I, I'll go back to the Bulldogs when they were handball happy. Remember, then everyone copied that. Mm. And then coaches started to defend against that. So again, Melbourne becomes this fast moving team when we win the Premiership. Go at all, Tom and Goodwin's, you know, just make hair out of it. Just yeah. And it worked for Melbourne. Yeah. So then Geelong do it last year. Now everyone's looked at Geelong. And we thought, well, maybe we've picked them off. Now and the game changed again. It's become this... Oh, Hey, Harry's comment. I was on the forward line. You should talk about Because it came good. Absolutely. Van Ruin. The West Australian. If any, yeah, Claremont, Claremont boys, shout out to Claremont. Van, if anyone can, Van can. Um, Robbo's mic is glitching. Oh, really? No. That'd be no. his fault. That's not good. Uh, if it's still happening, where is your. Um, there you go, David. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, and the forward line because, because that's probably the one area there's our man that's the one area for Melbourne at the moment that they are probably lesser because you've got Maine you've got Lever and this amazing back line and Arch will talk about back lines and what he sees for Melbourne uh, when we grab him on in a sec the midfield we know the power that they've got in there you've got Grundy that comes in from Collingwood and you've got Max Gorn working in tandem but it's the forward line you go well Bailey Fritch 
Uh, they've thrown Tommy McDonald and Benny Brown out of there. Well, Tommy's probably injured. And in, 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 so who's the guys that are going to come in and take over? Well, Van Ruin obviously put his hand up, and I think that they're going to pile games into him now, give him a, a, a good taste of AFL footy as a 19, 20-year-old. And hopefully he is that big, strong forward of the future for us. We just want him to jump at the ball, go at the ball, make it pretty big predictable for the smaller guys, which I, I think he pretty much did in that last quarter. Uh, we don't need him to do it all the time. If he can just do it every now and then, um, because he is a young man and he just grows and grows and hopefully becomes that star of the future. Now, let's and talk about the great man. The great man. Now, you got a video. Hear, I don't want to listen to you continue uh, to shit on when uh, you've got someone better than you <laughs> sitting way Better than me. Yeah, well, fucking way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. And way better than me too. I mean, that's and I've I, got to get off the I'm couch. I'm way better than you. So what's he? He's yeah, yeah. so much there's, better there's than you. There's all scales here. <laughs> now, I used to play on this guy. Oh, uh, God, I wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to do that. So I played against your mob. Johnny Walsfold played on me. And then not after, not long after that, I had to go on to this guy. And uh, not all the time, but every now and then. And it'd be just like, oh, oh wow. <laughs> so you, 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 you're sort of looking around a bit. That's why you kept jumping in the air. <laughs> You don't want to stay on the ground. <laughs> there he is. Ah, oh, there he is. That was our issue. G'day, Arch. How are you, fella? <laughs> I'm good, Robert. How are you, boys? How are you going? Oh, pumped up after watching that that highlight clip, mate. That's just <laughs> defenders everywhere. That's your textbook stuff. You've got to watch that. That's how you play on the halfback flank, mate. How does that make you feel when you watch all that stuff? Young again? Yeah. Like I say to a lot of people, when you watch, you know, you know I played... 17 years and you, you cut your highlights into about two minutes. It looks good, but there, there is a lot of shit as well. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, highlights can, can flatter you. <laughs> so true. I, I did a, uh, an event not long ago with some midfielders and they're premiership players and they're in there getting 30, 40 possessions and uh, they've played 300 games. But I tell you what, my highlight reel, reel got the room up and about because I just took some hangers and, and I, I can't remember who it was, leaned over to me and goes, F you, Robbo. <laughs> they were better players than me, but a few highlights, it's worked yeah, in my favourite. I, 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 I must admit, I do still have a couple of lumps in the back of my head from your knee. <laughs> I, I learned not to give you too much space. <laughs> oh, well, you only got that once or twice a year. Poor old Nita, he got it all the time. <laughs> Mate, uh, we're obviously playing your boys on the weekend. I wanted to get you on to talk about that a little bit later on. But first, let's recount the career, uh, big fella, because um, it was an amazing time for you, uh, Kangaroo boys, under Dennis Pagan and, 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 the t- and the team of the 90s, all those, I think, a record-breaking preliminary finals made in 10 years and then going to win, well, how many, three premierships? I don't know, three or four premierships. It was a, a, an amazing team that came together at the right time and, and just experienced so much success. Yeah, yeah, I wish it was three or four premierships. It was only two. Two, two. <laughs> Probably should have been three, but yeah, yeah no, it was, it was a fantastic time. It was obviously a long time ago now. Um, uh, yeah, like you said, coming together at the right time, that was probably the key with us. Um, you, you need a fair bit of luck in footy, as you know, and we, I just happened to be coming to that team with a group of young guys that were very, very sort of all like-minded as well. That that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and what really helped is when you you had the uh, best player in the competition, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe the best player of all time in your team. That that definitely helped with Wayne Carey. So yeah, yeah. Our, our, our game plan was kick it to Wayne and everyone get out of the way. <laughs> get out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got uh, some Melbourne supporters here on the side, mate, that are just throwing up some comments. They usually get into me. Claire says, get your facts right, Robbo. Yeah, absolutely, I should, Claire. Uh, if Gary wants to know, given today's rules, how many weeks... Would you've got from the, from the match review panel with with some of the stuff yeah. that we we used to do back in the nineties? Yeah, no, nah, probably wouldn't have played too often. <laughs> Would have definitely had to adjust the way you played. But um, yeah, my my style of footy uh, and my body shape isn't conducive to the modern day game. I, I know that for sure because um, I, I was undersized. I used to play key position at five eleven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And back then you could chop their arms, you could push yeah. push them under the ball. Um, so if I was to play down back now, there's I just there's no way I could I would get a game because it took away my 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 strengths was yeah. 
chopping people's arms. <laughs> I wouldn't be able yeah. to do it anymore. Hundred percent. Uh, you got a young fellow we know, uh, Jackson, and we'll talk about him as well in a bit. But uh, because I mean, when we were coming up through the grades, we we're always taught. But to hit the bloke fairly was, uh, and if you hurt them, it was a good thing. Obviously, uh, if it's done fairly, bumps to the side and, and going hard at the ball. But that's just done an, an about face now. You can't do that anymore. If you hit someone fairly and accidentally maybe knock heads and he's worse for wear, then you're, you're liable and you could probably go out for weeks and also chopping the arms, things like that. Defenders need that sometimes yeah. because the forward's been kicked too. So... What are you telling your son, uh, if you tell him anything at all? I suppose he's got a lot of help, but, you yeah. know, the game's changed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't really give him too much advice. Um, the only advice I've really given him, because he's a defender like me, similar uh, similar position, similar role, he's just a lockdown defender. Mm. Um, I often just say to him, particularly in today's game, you've, your mindset's got to be as a forward. Yeah. So. You've got to put yourself in the the forward shoes and say, Rightio, where would I go? And try and be proactive. Where I use an example for him when we're watching the footy the other night, um, like Jake Lever and Stephen May from Melbourne. Mm. They're a perfect example. They actually think like a forward Mm. because they always get themselves in in a position to mark the ball. And I reckon they're making a split-second decision right at the end whether I'm going to go for the mark or I'm going to spoil it. Yeah. Um, so these days, if you wanted to be a, a really good defender, you've got to be able to read the ball really quickly off the boot because you, you're going to have to try and get there the ball before the forward because yeah. you can't do much else. And unless you actually spoil the ball, um, you're going to give a free kick away. Mm. So it's mm. I'd hate to be a defender these days. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember clearly that if you... The, the kick sat up just a little bit if you're out on a lead. You knew you were going to get a belt. Sometimes it would be right on the ear. Sometimes it would be yeah. on the arms. But you knew you were going to get it. So it was okay. Do that anymore and it's a free kick to the forward. So, you know, it is tough for the defenders. I'm going to go to the question because it's a good question. What was your focused nutrition uh, back in the day? Did you stick to a, a diet <laughs> at all? Gary asks, modern yeah. players, obviously, we know what they've got to eat. What, what was your go? Uh, well, they're, sure, they're, actually, they're pretty strict in in our day. Like we, we had, a, I had a dietitian from day one when I went there, and when Dennis Bacon came in the coach, like if your skin folds were above fifty, you couldn't, you wouldn't get picked. Yeah, um, unless you're Wayne Carey. You can do yeah. you like, but, um, so, so I, I actually learnt um, to intimidate the the dietitian. Yeah. So when she used to grab too much fat, I used to growl at her and take a little bit less. <laughs> scare them. Uh, That's how you got through most of your career. Just scare blokes. Scare, scare them out of performing well. <laughs> uh, if you look at if you look at pictures of me in the mid nineties, I was a short fat bloke. Yeah. But my my skin folds were forty somehow. I don't know how that works. The fat kid from Lindhurst, the short fat kid from Lindhurst made good. No, it's a good question because I mean, obviously they're they're, they're really um, tight on things now. But back in the, you know, Neil Danaher came to our club and turned it professional. It was sort of semi-professional when I got to Melbourne in 1997, 90, yeah, 96 into 97. Yeah. And I feel like anything pre-96 was, it was like training in the morning, training in the afternoon sort of stuff. And, and you were there from 92, weren't you? 92, 94, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 92. Uh, you, you sort of had blokes that were working during the middle of the day and still could go to school and have something else. But you'd train in the morning. Neil Danaher came to our club in 98 and turned that all on his head and then we became professional and we were there pretty much all day. So um, the transition was probably four or five into your career, four or five years into your career, yeah? Yeah, exactly. No, when I started, I was a full-time electrician. So mm, I was mm. still working 40 hours a week um, because obviously the, the money wasn't there either. Like my, yeah. my, my first year, my base was three grand. Yeah. So I, I couldn't afford <laughs> to, to not work. <laughs> I, I think at the... I used to live in Berwick back then as well, so it was a long mm. drive into North Melbourne, so it cost me more in petrol <laughs> in the year. So uh, I had to work. Well, I met my vivid memory of my first game was playing a night game against Carlson, and I asked my boss if I could leave early, and he said, not a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah. said, That's uh, unbelievable. You're, you're an electrician. So I left, I left 
the factory in Mulgrave, and I turned up to the MCG, saw me overalls. Oh my god! So to, to play me first games, so, yeah, that's very un- unbelievable. You would not know that. That's great insight that an AFL player, um, you know, playing the, the elite competition. And I can sort of understand that because, yeah, we were sort of rolling up for weights at 7 o'clock in the morning and then, you know, yeah. you'd go off and do whatever you had to do and then you'd come back at 3 or 4. Sometimes we're training on, under lights at night. So, and, and I, you know, I quite enjoyed that time, but then it got pretty serious pretty quick. And it's any wonder that the game has become this high-skilled, less crash and bash uh, game. You know, Jackson's doing that now where he has to, he has to be able to pick apart defences now with his it has to be elite by foot whereas probably back in our day a defender could just bash it out of the back line yeah absolutely just kick it long that's what, yeah. that, that's what all we did just get it as far away from um, yeah. our defence in 50 where today is that you can't get away with that if you can't yeah. hit a target <laughs> you're in trouble yeah absolutely with the uh, defensive mechanisms you look up and there's 16 players behind the ball lined yeah. up ready to ready to take it so yeah, and again, um, I would have struggled early. Um, similar to my son, uh, by foot, um, both of us, I, well, I definitely struggled early. Um, mm. It wasn't until I was 24 that I was become a bit more proficient with my kicking, but I could get yeah. away with it back then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gary asks if um, uh, free agency existed back in your day, would you have stayed a one-club player? And we know that you're the shin boner of the century and you're a North Melbourne man through and through. But the money was different back then, so it was probably easier to stay. If the money existed back then for you, do you think you would have gone elsewhere for a better opportunity, better money, better pay? No, not a chance. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got offered early, about 94, um, when they were recruiting all the players up to Sydney. So they recruited Paul Ruse and Tony Lockett, um, and they targeted me, and I was very young. And I was on about five grand. Five grand. Yeah. They offered me 150. Wow. Which yeah. I, I didn't think the Prime Minister got that sort of um, <laughs> so, yeah. It's good money. It, it, was, it, was, it was a very <laughs> knock on money back. But I did because then we went in premiership. So yeah. Yeah. And for a long time, we managed about our players. And I was ready to, to say, um, hey. I thought I was you're a lot longer when you're finished than money because you're spending money. Um, so you'll yeah. always make you'll always make money if you play well. That's what I always say. You play well, you'll get paid. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, it's, uh, it's you're a long time retired, and you'll you'll always remember those premierships over the money that you made that you, you spent pretty quickly back in the day. Hey, um, toughest opponent, toughest opponent for you. Um, you played on some some ripping forwards. I mean, it was an era of some high goal kicking forwards. And the good thing is you didn't have to play on Wayne Carey or even John Longmire because they were some sensational footballers. But those forwards back in your era, they were hard to play on. Who was your toughest? Um, yeah, a lot of played on a lot of the great ones. Um, but outside yourself, um, uh, Tony Modra. Tony Modra was the hardest player I played on. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I played on him early when he was at the height of his powers. Um, 93 yeah. was my second year. Played on him at football park. He kicked 10 and took mark of the year to rub it in. Um, so yeah. he was just <laughs> unbelievable. Like I was all over him all night. Yeah. And talk about chopping the arms. Yeah. Every one of them goals, I chopped his arms and he didn't drop the ball. He was, yeah. he was a freak. He's still, yeah, so strong. His, yeah. his hands were amazing. But that mark, that was on Mickey... That was Mickey Martin. He took that big mark on, wasn't it? That wasn't you. He saved you that. Uh... Nah, he, he actually <laughs> was it on you, was it? Yeah, well, it wasn't on me, but I was behind him. But um, but he took yeah, right. t- he actually took two marks of the years, and he uh, one was on one was on me, and one was on Mick. Um, and we played the EJ Witten game a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, so me yeah. and Mick played for Victoria. Uh, Mods played for whatever the other team is called. Yeah, the All-Stars Stars, or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, then afterwards we went for a beer at the Crown and me and Mick were having a beer together yeah. and Mods came up to us and said, I've always wanted to see these two together. just want to thank you for the cars. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he bought you a beer. <laughs> Which... I thought hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. But yeah. Mick's, Mick was like, he's a cocky. 
that typical Mick uh, response. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, I love all that. Hey, uh, you, you mentioned Jake Lever and um, and Maisie back in our back line at the moment. Um, how good are they? I mean, I, I actually marvel at them and go, wow, these guys are sensational footballers. Not having looked at a lot of defenders in the past, because I naturally sort of go to the forwards, given that I played in that position. Um, you've you've kept your eye on defenders your your whole life, basically, because that's what you did. Your craft, uh, your trade. How good are these guys um, in terms of of that that echelon of great players? Oh, they're they're elite, absolutely yeah. elite, and that's and they you know we talk about Petrarca and Oliver and these guys. Um, in the Melbourne team that have given them success. And I actually put it down to them two guys. Yeah. Because I just yep. think the most valuable player you can have in a team at the moment is guys who can mark the ball in defence and take mm. the ball away from the opposition. Mm. And that's what they do in week in, week out. Um, yeah. So you, you, you can be a good spoiler, but you still get the opportunity opportunity for the opposition to get the ball again yeah 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 but they, yeah. they just take it away from them so often yeah and then they launch their offense from there um yeah and again like we were saying before you know they've got no they haven't got them tools that we had chopping yeah. arms and pushing yeah. points under the ball yeah. and they've, they've got to read the ball really quick put themselves in the position to mark the ball or, or yeah. spoil it and uh yeah they, they if I could pick two players to pick in my team, they'd be the two. One or two, yeah. Walk-up starts, absolutely. Yeah. Jeez, I'm getting a lot of questions from... The, I don't usually get a lot of questions from the Melbourne supporters to the opposition player that I get on, older opposition player, but I'm getting heaps here, and I'm loving the questions too. Um, how incredible was Jason McCartney's comeback game, that game after the Bali bombing? You were a part of that game. Tell us the emotion and the week building up to that game. Can you remember that back to that? Yeah, no, vividly. I... Uh... Uh, obviously, watched Jason go through what he had to go through. To well, mm. one of the first time I saw him in hospital, he'd been in a coma for seven days, and uh. he was sort of touch and go whether he was going to come out of it. So yeah. to go from there and then watch him on his, through his rehab was yeah. unbelievable. Like it used, it used to take him an hour to get ready for training, yeah. um, getting him, you know, preparing his skin and putting yeah. the the bandages on, then putting the skins on and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and he told me and four others before the game that that was this is it this was his last game. So, right. Okay. Yep. Um, which I wish that was he didn't tell me because that put the pressure on big time. That we had yeah. To win. <laughs> to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. The most emotional football game I've ever been involved yeah. in for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It was emotional watching it just for all of us who weren't a part of the uh, the game. Um, someone's asked, "How's how's your boy going?" Uh, how's Jackson going, mate? We uh, North Melbourne, obviously, uh, are rebuilding at the moment. You've got a new coach. How's he fitting in with all of that? Uh, oh, he's absolutely loving it. Yeah. Since his second year. Yeah. Um, got himself really, really fit pre-season. And then probably three weeks before the start of the season, he strained an adductor. Uh-huh. Um, got himself. He's only, he's, I think he's played two and a half games in the reserves. Yep. Um, trying to make his way back in but yeah he's now he's he had a scan on his groin the other day so he's really struggling in that around that no. area i'm not sure if it's the op is coming back yeah. into vogue or something but um yeah the poor bug is struggling a little bit with injury um, yeah. but if he can get himself healthy um he showed in the couple of games that he played last year yeah he can, absolutely he can, play, he can play the grade but mm. he just needs he needs to get himself healthy and get some continuity into his games yeah oh it's all about luck it really is i mean you can be the the best player in the world if you're if you're injured or you know even coming into the system for me if i go back to my early career i had gary Lyon, i had david schwartz and i had david needs and that was a, well not needed but schwarter and gary were coming towards the end of the career so there was this mind to the future and getting games into young kids maybe and i was the ability to mark i, I just got some games and I, I was able to grab it with both hands and but if you get injured, then then you don't play, yeah. do you? So it, it, it's a real luck game. I and mean, you would have seen so many talented players come into the system and, it, and, and injuries cruel you. I mean, i.e. David Schwartz, three knees, yeah. gone, you know? So yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you need, like we said before, you need some luck. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, to be honest, I, I, I had a lot of luck. I, I didn't get injured, yeah. bugger all. Yeah. And particularly at the start when I started playing, Oh, I wasn't talented enough, really, to make the... It took me a couple of years, but had I got injured, 
um, and wasn't able to get games. Might have been harder. Continuous games, so yeah. it might have been a different path for me. Yeah. Uh, mate, well, you go on to have this amazing career and, and the shin bone of the, of the century, and I played on you. I know how tough and hard you were at it, and you had to be at your best to beat you. I had to run fast to, 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 to get the ball and then run fast to get away from you, and he was going. I sort of took a couple of sidesteps, I reckon. I'll let you go for that one. <laughs> but we did come together, I think, one day. Davo, who's sitting here next to me uh, in Canberra, we North Melbourne played a bit in Canberra. Uh, we did too. Um, and I reckon I hit you going full tilt as hard as I could possibly hit you. You know, you know that I reckon you know some blokes can take take this hit, so you go a little bit harder. You know, this guy's tough. So I really ramped it up and went in low and smashed you down to the ground, back pocket somewhere, or our forward pocket. And I'm running away thinking, yeah, that's that's got a sting. That's going to hurt. And I turned around. You were a little bit sugared off, <laughs> stood up and kept going. <laughs> but I love the interview you did once before. And I'm leading you to a question about playing. You only feared one thing, and that's probably showing fear. And uh, you, 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 you asked the question. I think someone asked you the question, were you ever scared? I don't know if you're actually scared, but you fear probably failing. Is that is that the truth? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. played my whole career on fear of failure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not, not advice I'd give to uh, a lot of youngsters. But, uh, yeah. I spent most of my time visualising uh, my opposition opponent kicking 10 goals and yeah. the, other team, the other team yeah. winning the game. It yeah. used to make me really, like, physically sick. Yeah. Um, so by the time I got myself out on the ground, it was like, I just, I don't want that feeling. So yeah. I'm going to try not to get that feeling. Mm. But, uh, I can I agree agree with that. It's a different motion or notion for a forward. A defender's worried about getting goals kicked on him, but a forward, as a forward, you need to kick goals. And especially me, when I was yeah. a smaller guy, I needed to kick one or two to sort of be valuable and, and a part of the team and stay in the team. So I reckon there were days, and towards the end of my career, I reckon I was driving to the MCG one, this great... MCG, the place where everybody wants to be and everyone wants to play. All the kids around Australia would give their left leg to play there. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I really don't want to play. I could think of nothing worse than playing AFL football right now because I've got to perform. And that pressure, and of course you do want to deep down, yeah. but, but that fear of, oh God, what if I fail? I've got my pressure, my family pressure, the supporter pressure, the media pressure. There's, there's a lot that goes into it in there. Yeah, no, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like, uh, mm. we're we're playing a sport that you know we grew up just dreaming about playing, getting on the MCG and playing AFL footy. So we're we're living yeah. our dream. Yeah. When, when I think back, <laughs> mentally, it was it hard. Really scared me. <laughs> and uh, you know, going into every game feeling sick. It's it's not a real good feeling. Yeah. And I, and I think about the kids who play today, or the guys who play today. Yeah. I did. I sort of start. I finished when that social media was just yes. starting. Yeah. Um, and now it's unbelievable. Like yeah. I'm not on social media, but I read. My daughter shows me some stuff. Yeah. Thought, oh. oh my god! You, you miss a handball, and the people is piling on. Mm. And then, mm. and unfortunately, these kids read it. So they read it. Yeah. And they can't not read it. They can't yeah. not. I, I remember when Melbourne was going through some really awful times back, what, it would have been about six or seven years ago, and Jack Bonney was a young man then. I played down in Tassie and got on the bus and I was working for the club, so I got on a sat, he sat next to me and he was reading, flicking through Facebook and I just knew, that we were getting beaten by 100 points back then, so I just knew the sort of crap he was getting. And I asked him about it and he goes, yeah, it's just something that we live with every day and we have to put up with. We do read it and we do have feelings and it's hard not to ignore. But, you know, we didn't have to worry about that, mate. It was just the Herald Sun that, that would get us. <laughs> but it's, it's explaining to the kids as well. Like, yeah. I don't know, I've had the odd misdemeanor here and there, even when, since, I've been, since I've finished playing footy. Yeah, we'll leave it shows, My daughter shows me some of the comments and she gets really upset about it. And I actually yeah. giggle at some, most of them. Yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. just have a closer look at that person who's saying that. Yes, exactly. Definitely <laughs> some 60-year-old guy with one two sitting in his lounge room. I go, that's not going to, that doesn't really bother me too much. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Collingwood supporter, that. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, let's move on. I'll, I'll let you go very shortly, mate, because you get back to the family and it's... Uh, it's it's the times. Oh, I haven't even had dinner yet, Dave. I'm getting a bit peckish. Yeah, yeah mate. So the Chinese <laughs> yeah. waiting for me. Oh, there. let's get into oh, it then, real quick. Last couple of questions, mate. Uh, North Melbourne rebuild. Alistair Clarkson. I wanted to talk about where they're at 
and and uh, then we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the game after that. But North Melbourne and the River, you're on the inside of the club with Jackson. How are they going with this rebuild? Um, oh, it's definitely going to take time. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Um, but the feedback that I get, the Clarko Leverkins has been absolutely amazing, not yeah. just with the playing group, but with the whole club. Yeah. He's created this really inclusiveness within the club. Like he's set up, all these meetings are done in the open. So anyone, if you work in marketing, you work in memberships, you can yeah. you can sit in on the team meetings and listen to what they're what they're what they're doing so he's made it a real inclusive club but you know we don't hide away the, from the fact that um you know we're we're still a fair way off yeah you know, we've got you know we had unfortunately it's, it's no one's fault no one does it on purpose but yeah. you know, we, we had some problems with list management and recruiting for a while um Know, just had some bad luck with some of our yep. picks and all that. Yep. And, yep. and when you get that wrong for a while, it takes a long time yeah. to rebuild yeah. it. Um, so the last couple of years, I think that I reckon they're on the right track with their picks, but yeah. they're just going to have to take their time for them to yeah. develop. Yeah, and it's hard when players, good players that you do get, leave for other clubs, and we won't say his name, yeah. but one from here goes to Port Adelaide. But you have got some really good players, and Jai Simpkins, one of those guys, he comes back into the team this week, I think, and Davis yeah. Uniaki, and, and you can go through the list, and you can see five, six really talented players. But unfortunately, it's not about those guys. It's probably the bottom five uh, yeah. that makes a good team, yeah? So that's, that's where North Melbourne's at. It's just finding those guys now, isn't it? Yeah, and they're also they're they're learning a new style of play. Yeah, um, and just from my humble opinion, watching the last couple of weeks, they've been right off. Um, yep. And part of it's just been their defensive setup. Um, like in the last two weeks, the opposition's had fifty-three marks inside our back fifty. Uh, so they, yeah. but to put that into perspective. St Kilda's at 36 for the year. Yeah, yeah. Them. So yeah. you have 53 marks in your back 50. Yeah. So something, something's at weeks. risk there. I'm not, mm. It's obviously pressure in the midfield, maybe just the, their defensive setup. But they're learning They're learning a new craft, so it's going to take them a while. 100%. It's a slow churn, and I think the supporters, the members, they all know that. Um, if they are to play well against Melbourne um, this week, what are they doing? What are they stopping at Melbourne? As an outsider looking in, how do you defeat Melbourne uh, playing against a pretty good side? Yeah, well, about 10 things coming to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, it starts in the midfield, so you have to somehow put some elite pressure on in the midfield. You can't just let them all through because they, they use the ball so well going forward. Um, so one, two, getting back to what I just said, you've got to get your defensive setups right. Yeah. Um, if, you don't, if you don't get them right, they'll just carve you. And yep. going forward, we've got to get it in really quick because you've got mm. Lever and May that they will just hang off and take marks. So yeah. if we yeah. if if, the, if we think we can just bomb it in to a Melbourne forward line, you're, you're stuffed. You might as well yeah. don't even show up. Hundred so percent. There's there's a lot to be done. There's a lot to be done, but hey, you're you're in it. You're in with a chance, and uh, they're up against it. But it should be a good game. I hope we all show up, both North Melbourne and Melbourne supporters. It's uh, what a night game at the MCG Saturday night. What better place yeah. to be? Um, Arch, you're an absolute uh, gentleman. Uh, I don't know, Davo, anyone that's more universally loved, um, especially a hard gritty defender. I mean, such a nice guy um, off the field, on the field, he went. As, Heart of the ball, I think we all love him and respect him for that. You being a West Coast yeah. Eagles supporter, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Love. We, we used to, yeah. in Perth, like, so they, they, North Melbourne were the Friday night specialists. Yeah. So yes. that would be for us, the Wembley Hotel. We'd all go, and there was a lot of North Melbourne supporters in Perth, in Perth. because they played the Friday night games. And so we loved watching you play. So thanks for the memories. And, and yeah, everyone here is, is uh, jumping on board and asking questions. Yeah. And, Really, really enjoyed. They didn't do that so much for no. Bluey McKenna. Bluey McKenna. They, they really weren't happy with it. Nichols player being on. It's a West Australian thing. Yeah. But, um, Definitely. Uh, 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 thanks, Davo. Thanks, Robbo. But universally loved after my daughter showed me all them um, <laughs> social media true. comments. I don't think it's right. <laughs> Mate. I want to eat you Chinese. We really yeah. appreciate your time, mate. Uh, we hope North Melbourne can sort of get things going 
and we want to see Jackson back in that side real soon. Uh, keep that father-son tradition going, mate. Yeah, and maybe he'll absolutely. be the shin bone of the century. Take it off you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Uh, good on you, Arch. See you uh, later, thanks, pal. Thanks, Robbo. Thanks, David. Thank brother. Bye, See you, mate. Bye. Now, that is awesome. He's a good guy, isn't he? Wow, what insight uh, from a, a team that was really good in the 90s. Do you know, you, you mentioned West Coast playing North Melbourne. Some of those great battles, for me as a Carlton supporter back in the day and these Melbourne supporters, watching Jakovic on Carey yeah. was huge. Was it good? It was There's so good. two mooses going at it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I used to love it. I love those big battles, you know, even Mickey Martin, not Mickey oh. yeah, Mike, Mickey Martin down yeah. back on those those great it's the great full backs on the grateful forwards that yeah. we probably don't see enough anymore because yeah. the game's changed, isn't it? It's Lever and May coming oh, off. Oh, but like it's, yeah, May on Buddy Franklin. Yeah, that, that always that has like good. a big draw and, and May's had his number the last He has. Many times they've played and it was unfortunately the last final Yes. That we won't talk about. We won't talk about that. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a great interview. Well Thank done. you, Gary. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, that was really insightful. And I knew he would be like that because I know Arch. And do you know what I love about um, my life, I can say now, is that I, I can run into those guys and I, I do something for Ladbrokes now. And uh, it's, they don't it's, try and bash you? Yeah, they don't try to bash me anymore. I don't understand it because I, I must have been a pest to play on. I must have been so annoying. And I've even got supporters from other teams that come to me and say, I used to hate your guts. Did you say a lot when you were on the field? No, I didn't. You were just quiet, mouth, that just rolled around Never said jumped. anything first. But if you poked a bear, I would, I would fire up back. I never went fierce. So I never had a fight in my life. I've never hit anyone in my life. And I can safely say that, but uh, on the footy field, it's probably a different thing. It's a bit of push and shove, but I never use that as a tactic to put a defender off because if you say something to a defender, if you said something to Glenn Archer, if you said something to Bluey McKenna, that would fire him up to want to bash my head in or hit me harder. Yeah. So um, I remember Danny Southern, oh. uh, Montgomery from the Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, uh, Arch. Guys like that, they knew they were beaten. They knew that you were, and I knew I had them beat. But getting a massive punch on your ear, yeah. it was so well timed and they got but it. But that's every... the thing that's different, isn't it? Bang. Back then, yep. because you couldn't just, like, I remember Jackovich. Roundhouse. Jackovich would just do these roundhouse, <laughs> like, whack. And if he didn't hit your arms, he smacked you in the head. <laughs> And it's just that you cannot do that anymore. No, but the, the forwards now have yeah. the... You would have loved it playing yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd love it. Oh, absolutely. It would be... I don't know if it'd be easier because I think the ball moves a little differently. And watching some games recently... <laughs> uh, watching some games recently from back in the 90s, it's just flashed up on... Even the early 2000s flashed up on um, Fox footy. And I've sort of tuned in and go, God... The ball moved really fast and it was a really slick game, really skillful. There was a little bit more positional, but it was a really exciting game then. It's a great game now, don't get me wrong. It was a really exciting game then. It was a little bit more brutal back then. Mm. And you go back another 20 years, a little more brutal. And, and, and it's, it has to be like it is. It has yeah. to change because we've got guys that are coming out with medical issues. But we won't go too much more into it. But um, geez, footy's in a great place. I'll say it again. Yeah, isn't it? 150,000, 160,000 people for two games. Has it been a record attendance? I think, like, the, what did, the gather round. Oh, so good. Well, how was that? Cause I, you, went, you, I went over, yeah. Yeah, how was the gather round? Well, I, I bumped into a couple of old mates, too, over there, which was great. I spoke to Mods, Gav Wanganine, uh, Byron Pickett, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to get Byron on the Can show. Can get him on? I'll get him on, don't worry. He, he's so great. When you sit down with these guys and talk about those old days and you talk about what they actually went through, Gary wants Razor Ray back. What? We need Razor back this week <laughs> well, to explain we, last week. The game last week. What's going on with the umpiring at the moment? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they hate Melbourne. I don't know. Um, but was it, what was it like, the gather round? Like, is it a good concept? So, because there's a lot of political noise about, like, why is South Australia getting it? I don't want to keep think, calling on about that. I think South Australia deserves it. Far away, you're not having I, I it. I think they deserve it. I and do too. I think that... Um, yeah, Rob, I got stuck in the wineries. I think that the, the, it's proximity to Melbourne works and that yeah. you can just jump over the border. And, and um, I think it brought a lot of commerce into Adelaide, which is great. We yeah. get that commerce every week. 
Uh, we have these games in Melbourne every week. We all understand that. But uh, to have all the teams in one place, it's kind of a festival of football. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, and so there I was, want to go next year. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. And if you didn't go, guys, go. Because they had uh, the AFL sort of um, playground outside the Adelaide Oval as well. I don't, I'm not sure what they had at Norwood but and the other grounds. But at, at Adelaide Oval, there was... But can you imagine, like, you've got a game and then you can go and grab a beer a pie or whatever or jump out for a sec and come back in and sit down and watch another game. Yeah, it, it sort of reminded me of those early days and you guys would remember. Watch the reserves. Watch the reserves. And I used to love, yeah, make a day love of that. Go and watch the 17s the... first or the Colts or whatever and then you do the reserves and then you do the main game. It's just a day of footy. Love it. It's not like that anymore. It's, and yeah, I, look, we've all got busy lives but um, some people here, they don't have kids anymore and they'd probably love to go and watch a couple of games. Under 19, yeah, it might be Under 19s. You know, the MCG was a different place back then, and we understand that it goes a certain way because it's a business, but um, that was really good. I, in my first year at Melbourne, I loved what he oh, telling me about here's it. Here's a question for you. This mm. just made me think. Sorry, I had to cut it off because I thought of it, and this is what happens to me when I'm from Perth. I have to say it straight away or I'll forget. bit simple. Um, <laughs> Pam was saying, never tear us apart. You're a musician... What's Melbourne's song gonna be that you can all like sing along to? Have a have an unofficial. Well, why don't we go to the people? Let's create a. And if you're watching this podcast, listening to this podcast later on, or watching this podcast, the podcast, you should uh, hit us up on the Facebook page. What should be Melbourne's song that we sing after a goal? Brisbane have gone another way. Have some of their players get specific songs? Country Ray's Road out. for. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. Every time Charlie Cameron kicks a goal. Charlie Cameron kicks a goal. Joe Danaher gets one as well. Yeah. Um, could we do yeah. that with Melbourne games? Would you like to see a goal? We the chat. A, yeah, a, well, maybe. We'll a chat song here. after a goal or is it a song at the start of the game to get us all going? A so what I don't like, what I don't like, Davo, is I love having Enter Sandman played. Yeah. The players at Melbourne's coming up out of the... But then... I said this a couple of weeks ago. As soon as our Melbourne song kicks in, as it's really getting into the heavy end, it's a great song. Yeah. It is a good song. I mean, it's a good song. But yeah, you're right. Back to back. Yeah, it goes, uh-oh. Someone so, needs to mix it a bit. It needs to like, duh, 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 and have a, yeah. like, get maybe to figure out a mix. Exactly, but do you know what it is? Sam and TNT, Gary, I like it. Uh, we are the champions. <laughs> well, you'll leave that one to the end of the year. Uh, do you know what I reckon? You do enter Sandman, but yeah. then you have a lone guitarist, electric guitar, Jimi Hendrix style, oh, heavily distorted, okay. doing the, the theme song just to, just. Yeah, but have you seen Freeman do that? No, do they There's, do that? Someone stands on top of the grandstand and pretends to play. Yeah, pretends. Like, and, like slash hair and you just go, oh, Frio. You guys just... <laughs> that was good in the uh, 90s. Just come on. 80s. Come on. 80s even. Yeah. The, does the trumpet guy still go? The bugler. Remember the old bugler? Bring the bugler back. Where's he been? Don't know. That's a good question. Where's the bugler gone? Maybe you've been winning since he's been gone. Yeah, that's it. Gary said the same thing. Where's he been? Maybe I remember got, him. He was great. He might have got booted. Maybe. Oh. There were some down times he didn't get to play it that often. No. <laughs> back in the day. Now we're winning all the time. He'd probably... He'd be a much better bugler, wouldn't he? But I look, yeah, I I uh, I kind of like the, that they have their own thing going over there. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. I don't watch Port Adelaide games. You don't watch Port Adelaide games. Uh, Who cares? They can do whatever they want to do over there. Yeah, trying to tell us some I more work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Matthew. He does need to I play am. now. We've got the couch in here. He needs to play a song. Okay, next week. Next I was week. thinking about this today. We should finish off with a song. Okay. But you too, because Gary plays. Uh, Gary, because Davo plays. I'm Gary. Gary's, Gary's talking. Davo's playing, uh, plays and sings, and you've actually done an EP. He's That's done his own album. He writes it. his own songs. I'm going it's as not much an as EP. you're challenging. An EP is just well, an album. Three or four okay, songs. an album. You've, well, you're challenging me to sing a song to all these people. Anyone on the can couch. do an album these days. You did an album, remember? Writing oh, up shut up! It is. Moving on. I got that somewhere. Maybe we'll put the, uh, once, once it's all mastered and mixed, and chuck, we'll chuck it up here and people can hear you, because I'm, I'm sure they would love it. So we're going to keep doing this regularly, right? This is our New Year's resolution. I think we're supposed to be looking over there now. 
I'm, I'm looking up at the comments up here. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, you're going to try and get some more ex-players. So every week, guys, we're trying to get a player from the opposition to have a chat to. And it's not easy to do, to be no, honest with you, because everyone's busy and it's... We've got the Gold Coast Suns uh, next week, which is probably going to be uh, not an easy game, an easier game, uh, again. Um, to find a past player from the Gold Coast Suns will be a challenge, but I'm sure if I search hard enough and can find somebody, or even somebody that's coached up there, well, Bluey was there, but we won't get him back on. Um, Special comments about... Join us next week, same time. We might even go a little bit earlier if there's a game. I'm not sure if there's a game on Thursday. No, there isn't. So we'll same time next week. Uh, starting. Oh, Mickey at... was saying I could have got invited to her wedding. Well, yeah. That's unfortunate. Didn't quite get there. <laughs> it was up in the wedding. Was it was wonderful. Up in winery country. It was a beautiful little, uh, restaurant there. Are you getting married in the century? I'm supposed to be, aren't I? Yeah. Shh. Let's elope. Remember that horse? Um, Let's elope. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, just a final comment on Japan. Mate. You got back from Japan after two weeks over there. Um, tell the people what they what they need to do when they go there. Oh, I did a blog on it because there's just so much to do. Mm. Have any of you guys been to Japan? But it's you go to Tokyo and it's it just. Extreme, a city on city on city on city, but so efficient. You just get around the city everywhere and it's so damn on time. They're very respectful. They pick up everything. It's so clean. Uh, Highlight was Kyoto. You have to go to Kyoto and you go to where the geisha area is. And there are actual geisha people. And I did a tour of the, um, and we keep joking around, Mako-san, Gekko-san, is all the translator could basically say to me. And then that's all I remember. She kept saying, Mako-san, Gekko-san. And I go, okay, whatever. Is that Geisha? <laughs> and um, you weren't allowed to take photos down the back laneways. It's still traditional. It's awesome. And it's right next to a Starbucks and a Disneyland store. So it's quirky and weird. Um, the ancient capital of Kyoto. Kyoto yeah. is... What's the, down the bottom of Japan? It's the ancient capital, I think, back in the samurai. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then when you go over the bridge, actually, they talked about it, and so there's a couple of things now I remember. Um, you've still got sword marks on the bridge wow. of where they had sword fights. Wow. And they walked for five days to get to Tokyo. Yeah. Is what they used to have to do to Unbelievable. get around. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool city. It's really, everyone, I've never met anyone who's gone to, to-, uh, to Japan and said it was bad. All right, well, that's been the show. North Melbourne, obviously, Saturday night, it all goes down. Hopefully, Melbourne can get some some momentum up, roll into Gold Coast, another game, and get that form that's this competition at the moment. It's uh, it's very even, hard to win. West Coast is feeling it at the moment, Davo. Those bottom teams, you know, going to get exposed a, while, a little bit. We're going to come up against some really hot, red-hot teams soon. Counting down to King's birthday game and... When we play the Saints, yeah, it sounds weird, doesn't it? King's birthday, we know that's the MND game, so we'll be doing a lot around that on the show. Um, Saturday night, I will see you there. Maybe we'll see another guy uh, or girl. It's Collingwood. Quick King's birthday game. Yeah, I know, but we've got got North Melbourne this week. I know that, but I was saying, like, who are you going to get for the Collingwood game? Oh, who am I going to get for Collingwood? Maybe I'll get Shane Wawoden back on because he played for Collingwood, but who knows? I'll uh, put the uh, feelers out and see who I can grab. I don't think anyone's going to like whoever you get, unless it is someone like Shane Wood. <laughs> yes. That's why you're doing it. Please, suggestions of who we should get from each club. The Ds have it. Actually, I know we're supposed to go, but the Ds have good uh, few rounds. Yes, good couple of rounds coming up and uh, get on the winners list. I'll see you at the MCG, 7.40 this weekend. I think it's 7.40, it might be 7.20, 7.40. Uh, Get along and support the boys. We know how important it is. Someone, one of the players said it, we feel the love. We can hear it. We love it. And yeah. might have even been a Collingwood player that said it as well. And just lastly, before we go, can we talk about, um, can we talk about uh, how good the speech was from the Collingwood oh, captain? Oh, yeah. I was going to get it, actually, and put it on. If Darcy, you Moore, Darcy Moore is an absolute jet of a guy, I think. Yeah. You can just tell that he'd be an absolute ripping bloke and the way uh, yeah, he spoke, though. 725, thanks Ruth. Uh, we can, you can tell that he'd be a ripping guy, but geez, in that moment, in front of that many people, to be able to get all of that out and say it so well, uh, well played, because it doesn't yeah. always go down like that. You did so well, mate, uh, and you are a... Uh, Someone said it's the best 
uh, post-game uh, at, uh, speech acknowledgement in Ever. Australian sporting history. Wow. Great, one. Great note to finish on. See you at the MCG, 725 v North Melbourne. Ciao. See you guys. It's coming home. It's coming home, Ben. Hey Miller, the curse is finally over. The curse is finally over. Remember, guys, we wrote the rules of the game. We wrote the rules back in, what was it, 150 years ago. We wrote the rules. This win is largely due to the support of you guys. Hey, guys, we're back again. Russell Robertson live. Oh! Oh!